Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Reclamation Faith Podcast. Josh and Allison here. Hi, everybody. Cheers. Cheers. I have mint tea, and Josh is drinking a beer. Fat tire. This has been one of my favorite beers for as long as I've been drinking beers, so... That's what I say when people ask what your favorite beer is. Oh, wow. Yeah. So this is a a nice and homey tribute to my favorite drinks tonight, (laughs) as we talk about one of my favorite days of the church calendar. Really? It is, yeah. What? Yeah. Wow. No, so... Uh, <laughs> I like the beer better than the holiday, <laughs> which is a horrible thing to that say. That is Yeah, you're probably going to want me to edit that out later. <laughs> no, we thought we would take a moment because we're going to be releasing this episode during Holy Week. Mm-hmm. It is Holy Week right mm-hmm. now as we're recording uh, to talk about one of the days of the week that doesn't get a, a whole lot of play. I didn't really celebrate it ever until fairly recently, but uh, that is Maundy Thursday, Monday Thursday. Monday Thursday. Monday Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> um, no. What do you What do you know? Oh of, my gosh! I don't know much. What do you know of Monday Thursday? Well, it is the night where we celebrate Jesus partaking in the Last Supper. Mm-hmm. So he gathered his disciples around, instituted the sacrament, so to well that we call it now of communion. Yeah, sure. And um, washed his disciples' feet. Yeah. Actually, it is a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot of beautiful things. Just saying that in one sentence. It's a little impactful to me. (laughs) Right. Yeah, we um, last year did, around this time of the year, an episode called Searching for Easter, where we focused more on Easter and Good Friday and kind of the tension that we were feeling, that we were Mm -hmm. living in sort of that Holy Saturday moment, right? Right. And uh, we're in a very different kind of position, place this year. Actually... Actually, as I listened, we like scrubbed through that episode the other night. And I was <laughs> scrubbed like, Scrubbed is a good word for it. Oh, that was kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> like that Not the episode, but just like we weren't going to church in person. And um, so I was doing a lot of like, okay, how's this going to be? Just organic at home with our three, two, three year old. Um, yeah, and this year feels kind of the opposite, where yeah. we're going to two churches, and we're just, yeah. <laughs> two really... different Monday Thursday right, services, Good right. Friday services, church services. Yeah, it's crazy. Right. Very so, different. So although that episode was like all about, you know, not all about, but a lot of it was like on um, me at least talking about how Saturday felt like a whole year full of Saturdays. Like, holy Saturday yeah. um, when Jesus was dead and everyone had to realize that again by the next year allison was wishing for the <laughs> chill chill shut down lifestyle oh my god i wanted more I might another day of hopeless tiredness yeah yeah very different and and so yeah maundy thursday is a day that i thought would be really interesting to focus on because of it's it's a little bit more kind of engaged. I think mm-hmm. we're probably all a little bit more engaged this year. It's a day that I think has meant a lot to me since seminary. Not so much the day necessarily in the calendar, but like the idea, the mm-hmm. story behind it. I had a professor in seminary who I just loved, who knew the Bible like crazy well, Joel Green. Mm-hmm. And I remember one time he was teaching on the passage in the book of John where we get Monday Thursday kind of and and he said that if you can understand this story of Jesus washing his disciples feet then in his opinion you can understand 
the entirety of the gospel. Wow. And I was just like, whoa, that, I don't know, to me, probably because... That's scary to me. That's amazing. Yeah, I mean, probably because in seminary, that was a time when I was, like, deconstructing a lot of, uh-huh. like, what I thought I believed, and, you know, and I was really wondering, well, what is the gospel? I think that probably really grabbed me, mm-hmm. <laughs> intrigued mm-hmm. me at the time, and I... I think I've since kind of come to agree with him. And so that's why I think the day Monday, Thursday, you know, means a lot. But wow, that's huge, Josh. Well, tell us yeah. about it. Well, Let's here's here's another here's another little theo- theological quiz for you, Allison. Oh what do you gosh. I know, I'm putting you on the spot I really tonight. don't like when Josh quizzes me on things. Yeah, so or brings it. things up in conversation. Like, oh, Allison, tell him about this. It's like my biggest pet peeve. <laughs> In my mind, you're such a verbal processor. Uh, what do you want to ask me? <laughs> do you know where the word Mondith comes from? Okay. I think you do know this. It is Latin. Yeah. And it... No. <laughs> <laughs> it was actually explained to me... You were getting there. ...by someone recently, very like in the last week, but I can't remember. Yeah. It comes from the Latin word mandatum. And that is where we get our English word mandate. So it's the word command, basically. So you could think of it as like imperative Thursday or command (laughs) Thursday. Um, But it's that line in scripture where Jesus um, washes his disciples' feet. And then he says, Mm -hmm. uh, a new command I give to you, love one another. Mm. And so when you were saying, oh, I'm recognizing Maundy Thursday... Essentially, what you're saying is, I'm celebrating a day in which Jesus told us the entire point of our faith, right? Which is to love one another in the way that Jesus demonstrated love. Wow. Here's my thing about Monday Thursday, mm-hmm. which I already talked to you about, Josh, and I can't, and I don't feel like you agreed with me, but I feel like a lot of um, church traditions focus on the death of Jesus on that mm-hmm. Thursday. And mm-hmm. so then it, like, it makes it a little more convoluted to me. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We did talk about that and how a lot of churches probably don't want to do services on Monday, Thursday and and Good Friday. Mm. And so they sort of conflate them. I see. That's probably it. Yeah. And I mean, there is a focus too. I think the Last Supper is so tied to, I'm about to die. You know, that that there's a kind of fast forward to Good Friday too. But the other reason I think that might be maybe a little bit more subconsciously and the church mind is that we have so vastly reduced the story of Jesus to his death and mm-hmm. resurrection, and we don't know what to do with his life. Yeah. <laughs> and so Monday Thursday has a lot more to do with the kind of life that Jesus lived and the kind of example he set and also the example he calls us to set. Right. And, you know, I think especially like we've talked about before in primarily more conservative churches, you get a little nervous when they get a little nervous when you start talking about Jesus as an example, because that taps into a kind of like a salvation that they don't agree with, right? That like, oh, Jesus was just this like example of a good human being, and we should try to be like him. It's like, no, 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 no. Jesus was the atoning sacrifice for our sins. Uh, Sure, but that doesn't negate the ministry that he lived and the fact that he called us to emulate yeah. the kind of life that he lived, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, absolutely. Let's dive in. So yeah, which part of Monday Thursday do you want to talk about, Josh? So my 
interest in it. And I think the thing that really provides us with a lot of like beauty or thought, food for thought is the foot washing portion of it. Like obviously the last supper is valuable and continues to be something we focus on, but the foot washing is where we get the idea of Maundy Thursday and what Jesus is about to do. And going back to what my professor said, like that's what he was referencing, right? So in the image of the foot washing, if you're aware of the cultural significance, you recognize how revolutionary it really is, right? That when Jesus washes his disciples' feet, it's essentially the act Mm -hmm. of the highest status person in the situation, taking on voluntarily the position of the lowest status person to serve and bless his followers. And that, it's hard to wrap your mind Mm -hmm. around how unheard of and revolutionary that was at the time, right? Like, I think that we definitely think of status in our culture and it's a it's a big deal today, right? Like status definitely matters. I don't want to pretend that it doesn't. But it's also not boundaried right. in the same way, right? Like, I think a lot of people will kind of take pride in being in mixed status company or, you well, know, Well, kind of and thing. I was just thinking about it. I was like, status matters hugely. But there are other, there are deeds or things that can trump status. Like, if some person on the street who is probably homeless said something extremely wise or did something incredibly kind or sacrificial Mm -hmm. a a person who's extremely wealthy or has like a like a celebrity status like would all would be able to look at that and and value it Mm -hmm. and be able to enter and be like wow that's incredible that that person just like said or did that um yeah, there's still there are other categories that yeah, are, yeah, are important yeah. in that our society. It. Yeah. Right. yeah. Whereas in the ancient Near East, status was everything. Boundaried. It was yeah. very boundaried. Yeah. It was it was the currency, right? Mm-hmm. Money did not matter as much as status. I think that's definitely not true today. Money matters more than status. Right. And status in the ancient Near East, like who had higher and lower status. Essentially, yeah, it regulated social norms yeah, in a very powerful way that if you broke them, you would be really outside of social expectation in a, in a very like... Uh, like shunned. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. So Jesus transcending or maybe like transgressing yeah. the boundaries of status to show his love is, is something that I think we need to really keep coming back to time and wow. time again. right. That Jesus being the highest status person in this situation, really in the world. Right. And there's that side of it that we know as yeah, the reader. Yeah. Taking on this position that only the lowest of the low would have done, right? That that brought with it debasement and mm-hmm. shame in the eyes of society. And he did did that voluntarily. And then he says to his disciples, this is the pattern that I have for you. This is the way that I want you to love one another, right? And man, have we missed oh, yeah. the mark on that. <laughs> Why do you think we've missed the mark on that so often? Hmm. Is it, I mean, you could look at it like in a theoretical heady way and say, well, there are, 
are a lot of historical, maybe theological hoops you have to jump through to understand this passage. <laughs> sure, you could do that. <laughs> but I think it probably speaks a little more towards our human nature. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we like to be top dog, right? Mm-hmm. We like to be in charge. We like to be important. We Thought like to well be, of. Yeah. We like to be loved. We like yeah. to be powerful and important. And being all of those things seems to speak to our insecurity or our fear as well. Uh, that we're when we're governed by a fear of insignificance, you know, we manufacture significance. And if we feel like we maybe are failing God or we're not loved, then we put ourselves in a position where look at all the stuff that I'm doing, all the people yeah. I'm influencing, stuff like that. And so there are a lot of reasons why we are desperate to climb to the top of the pile and Jesus kind of buries himself at the bottom of the pile and says, no, this is really what love is. And it's it's not just sacrifice, right? I think that that's the thing here that, mm. you know, we can ask, we can say like, oh, I could give up something I love, right? That's That's not quite it. It's that plus, it's that plus identity. It's, yeah. It's not just, okay, here's a time when I'm going to like do something that's uncomfortable for a little bit. It's not here's some money I'm going to give away. It's, it's actually saying in what I seek to be it as in my life, I'm going to lower myself. And that's why I think, you know, this, <laughs> there's this interaction between Jesus and Peter. That's so telling in this moment, right? Where, yeah. where Peter says, no, like, Lord, you can't wash my feet, you know? And when Jesus is coming to him and is going to wash his feet, Peter says, no, no, like, absolutely not. And and Jesus says, I have to do this for you. Like, you don't understand it, but like, I have to do this for you. Otherwise you have no part with me. And then Peter says, okay, in that case, like wash all of me. Right. And, and so even in that response, like he, he doesn't get it. He's still thinking according to the ways of the world of kind of like, you know, at first Jesus, you know, as is, way more important than me and I can't measure up to him and I'm not good enough for this. Like, how dare he kind of thing. And then on the other hand, Peter is saying, oh, okay, wait, this is kind of like access. This is, this is some formula. This is some magic where if Jesus washes part of me, like I'm in the inner circle, I'm important. And so, so wash more, wash, wash all of me, you know, like not the feet, but just, you know, the whole thing, Jesus. And <laughs> <laughs> it's so silly in a way, but um, Peter, I think, reveals kind of the tendencies in our heart hmm. as well. I mean, we do in, I think, our walk with God or in our world in general, I mean, we want like the magic of Jesus. Yeah. We want God to be like Santa Claus, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, which is perhaps what Peter was feeling and thinking in that moment. Like, oh, if this is going to like get me special privileges or like somehow make me better. Mm -hmm. Um, It's like an extra blessing of some kind. Wash me all. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. And I think like sometimes we can look at the church systems we've set up and recognize that there is that, right? Like that we we want to be like Jesus, Mm -hmm. but we want to be like that picture of Jesus that we've built in our head. Like we want to be the one that's like, oh, people are so blessed to be in our presence. Or, or like, people are so... No, like, I don't think this is, is always coming from such a negative 
corrupt place. Right. It's, you know, who doesn't want to be important to another person? Yeah. Who doesn't want someone to grow closer to God and be part of that journey? You know, like there, there are those things that we long for, but where we get it wrong, I think is kind of the way that it happens, you Mm. know, where in doing that, when we kind of try to be the one to bring the magic, to bring the show, yes. to teach the knowledge, like whatever, we're really missing out on the entire call of Jesus in this moment, mm. which is to not seek after those things, but to seek to serve. And and not just to serve, but to be a servant. This is something my lead pastor said a couple of weeks ago in a sermon. He said, there's a huge difference between serving and being a servant. Because you can choose to serve, and when you're done serving... You can go back to whatever you were before, but to be a servant, to take that on willingly, that's like your identity. Every wow. moment becomes about service. And Oh my gosh, it's so hard to hear. Yeah. <laughs> so I feel like Monday Thursday is the the challenge for us to remember that this wasn't just something that Jesus did. This was how he revealed who God is in in taking on this identity, this yeah. status. Yeah. I mean but- Practically speaking, what on earth does that look like? <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody has to pay the bills mm-hmm. and take care of their kids. Mm-hmm. And I think a good starting place is to start asking yourself if that's a hope of yours, if that's even a desire mm-hmm. of yours. Like, that's a good question for me to ask myself. <laughs> I can see you mulling it over right yeah, now. Yeah, I am. <laughs> Yeah, I think that that's one starting point. And I think that we need to recognize, too, that that's not an impossible invitation. Otherwise, Jesus wouldn't have asked it. You know, like, right. that's not, that's the mandi, that's the mandate, the command that, that we do this, that we love each other in this way. And it, I think it only comes through being in the presence of Jesus, mm. you know, that we see what his love really means. Yeah. And it's, it's not just a kind of like, okay, like I forgive you it's because I have to, because I'm Jesus. It's this desire to, to be the one, you know, that's always, always, always showing love and demonstrating love and inviting and, you know, kind of like, I'm going to just always be there always with you. It's, it's kind of like it harkens back to me to the love that God showed the Israelites in the Old Testament of like God's steadfast love, yeah. which I think we've talked about before, where it's kind of like, this idea of like chesed of right. love that endures right, transgression right. after transgression and failure after failure. And God's still saying like, yeah, like there are at times consequences for this, but at the end of the day, I still love you. I'm still your God. I'm, you know, my love is long suffering and patient and, and things like that. And that, that in a way, that kind of love I think is what Jesus is talking about because by taking on idea or the identity of a servant, aren't we saying, I'm going to endure with you. I'm going to serve you no matter what. It's not just this one-time thing when I need something from you or Mm -hmm. when I want to be impacting you. It's I'm going to be with you at your highest highs and your lowest lows. I'm going to continue to serve you with this kind of love. So I think where it starts is just like kind of bearing with people and loving Mm. people no matter what. And that's, I think, a very applicable way to serve someone in that kind of mondy way right i mean it is wild that this is the last commandment the last teaching of jesus and it's almost maybe this is why i don't like Monday thursday it's always (laughs) like it just gets buried on this random weekday night yeah and 
you don't hear it too much throughout the year. Right. Yeah, that's true. Or focus too much on it. And it's, yeah, as we're talking, as you're talking about it, Josh, I'm like, wow, this is super important. Yeah. And it would be a great corrective to us, culturally speaking, as Christians. (laughs) And maybe to me personally. (laughs) Yeah, it would be. I think we definitely have... You know, I think there's a whole nother discussion there about like, how do we do this practically? Because whew, that's, yeah. Right. That's I know. That's, but, it, this um, is a bit of a loaded podcast. Right. <laughs> but I will say this. I will say that this week, this Holy Week, what we can do maybe is recognize there's a needed corrective, not mm-hmm. just in our own lives, but maybe in church culture where we talk a lot about the need to love Jesus and loving other people. Yes, we talk about that a lot too, but we usually mean those in different ways, right? We talk about kind of like giving our lives to Jesus, making Jesus the Lord of our lives. And amen, we should. But Jesus says we should do that with other people as well. Like not make them Lord of our lives in the way of like worship or whatever, but in the way of status, in the way of importance. Like we, we say we should love Jesus and love others but what we usually mean is give Jesus our life and our devotion and everything we are and maybe, you know, make soup for someone sometime. You know, like absolutely lo- loving people becomes about what we do with our time and our energy. But loving Jesus becomes what we do with our head and our heart mm-hmm. and, I and our th- identity and our identity. Yeah, ideally. Yeah. And I think that the ramification of that is that we have a church culture now that is obsessed with truth and obsessed with, you know, kind of like intellectual devotion, but that is not known in the world for our love. No. You know, like our love seems very hit or miss or maybe kind of very, I don't know, circumstantial uh, for a lot of people if it's there at all. And so when we say, you know, I've heard in every setting, like love God, love people others but how we love god needs to be how we love others and that's what jesus i think is kind of like saying here so yeah if if anything i would say let's spend a little bit of this holy week reflecting Mm. on that that the love that we're to have for other people is not just tangible although it needs to be that right but it's also needs to be this kind of like identity reformation that jesus points to on monday thursday wow well, and that harkens back to the phrase that you said the pastor s- spoke about, like serving versus servant. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Like we love others in um, a situational way. Yeah. Like or an event-based way. Mm-hmm. And that's not what Jesus showed in this moment. Right. Or commanded us yeah. to do in this moment. And oftentimes that way that we do that event-based love is really to shine a spotlight either on us or the church or or whatever. Or you know, assuage like, your own guilt. Yeah. Yeah. Or to like set that a good is. example to try to grow the church or whatever. <laughs> right. But right. like when Jesus loved, he it horrified the people who were watching because wow. of what it meant for him. It did not bolster his ego status. in that time yeah, or that status yeah. at all yeah he just absolutely did something to lower himself and in doing that he pointed to what he was going to do with his whole life literally yeah. to the point of death the next day yeah. yep mm-hmm. that's so good josh yeah. yeah so this week or maybe if you listen to this later after holy week <laughs> um whenever wherever you are it doesn't have to be on monday thursday but 
we hope that you can spend some time reflecting, reading this story, um, reflecting on that command, that, that new command that Jesus gives to really love in that same crazy way. So thank you guys. Yeah. Blessings on your week. Have a wonderful week.